You were made to enjoy something so wonderful that God made you to live forever because it would take forever to enjoy it. It? Not really. To enjoy God. You were made to enjoy the unending pleasures of God. Welcome everyone. I'm Joel Van Hoogen and this is The Bread of Life, a radio ministry sponsored by Church Partnership Evangelism and its local missions fellowship, The Bread of Life Church in Boise, Idaho. You can learn more about how God is using CPE by going to traincpe.org or breadoflifeboise.org. Romans 5.11 says that having been reconciled from being foes of God to being made his friends, his family, that now we rejoice in God. He himself is our lasting joy. And at that moment, I'll be glorified with him in heaven forever. And we look for that moment. We long for that moment. And that's the final, I might say, expression of our salvation. So he says, we glory in the hope, or we rejoice, or we we joy, and we exalt, or we boast in the hope of that glory that's to come. And, And then Paul says, actually, we glory in tribulation. We've just talked about that. We glory in the trial and the difficulty because it shows us that the great longing and the great faith of our life, it purifies and demonstrates the enduring character of our faith, which was a character that was underlined and underscored by the love that God had poured into our hearts when he saved us. So we glory in trials as well. But now Paul says, in this passage, in verse 11, he says, now we rejoice or we glory in God. First it says, we rejoice in the hope of glory. We're rejoicing the outcome of that day when glory will come upon the earth. And then it says, we rejoice in trials because of outcomes that we experience and things that are proven in the midst of our trials. But this passage just says, we glory or we rejoice or we exalt or we boast in God. Just in Him. No outcome here. No thing that's being produced. Just glorying in Him. This is really what our fellowship is all about. Great assurance of being reconciled releases us to simply take pleasure in God, to enjoy His company and His companionship with us. Although we might hope of a glory yet to come, and although we look forward to that full baptism of that glory upon us, even now we just glory in God Himself. Westminster Catechism asked the question, what is the chief end of man? answer to the question is man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And that's what Paul's talking about. It's the beginning of a life in which we enjoy God. We sing our songs and our songs are actually testaments that we sing our doxology almost every Sunday. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. What are we saying? Enjoy him. (laughs) Enjoy him. Enjoy the benefits of his life. The psalmist gives it all the time. It's a command. Praise the Lord. Let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. The phrases, not empty phrases. They're invitations to exercise ourselves in the end of our salvation, which is to rejoice in the Lord. And so Paul says, at the end of explaining the great, wonderful expressions of the salvation that he's brought to us, read the book of Philippians, and Philippians is the letter of joy. It's the letter of rejoicing. And you come to the end of it where he he announces the salvation is ours, and he comes to the end of it and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Glory in the Lord. Well, we'll just close with this with some points of application. Why don't we do this more? Why don't we do this more? If that's what I was saved for, 
If that was why Christ died for me when I was an enemy, not simply to just stop the warfare, <laughs> but to bring me into fellowship with him as the answer and the fullness, to know the blesser from which the blessings come, to not just seek the blessings, but to know the blesser and enjoy him. Why don't I do that more? Why is that not the resonating evidence of my life? Why, when the world is getting darker and bleaker and heavier and more difficult and more challenging and the world is recognizing it as well, why am I not standing out more? Because I'm not complaining about how bad the world is. What's coming instead is my glory in Him, my rejoicing in Him. Why is not the effervescent joy of the Lord bubbling up, speaking out in the midst of the contrast of the age? This is the trial and tribulation we're going through. What are you doing with it? Here it is. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Through the Lord Jesus, glory or rejoice in God. Why? Why? Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. So I'm going to give you three reasons. One is this. I think one of the reasons this doesn't happen for a lot of Christians is because they're insecure in their relationship with God. They somehow think of the relationship with God as a transactional thing where you give God what He wants, and He rewards you with blessings periodically, and you just keep working on making sure you give God what He wants so you can get back some benefit and blessing in your own life, and He might be able to set some ray of sunshine upon you, but here's what we're being told. We were reconciled when we were enemies, when we were sinners, and when we were ungodly wrecks. That's how God came to us. Now, as his children, we're secure and we're assured of the benefits of his salvation and of his fellowship. We don't go to God and transact and say, Okay, God, what is it you want from me so I can enjoy your company and your fellowship? No, oh, he is ours. We are in Christ. We were these severed branches that were taken and grafted into the tree of God and his saving work. Jesus Christ opened up and cut open the wound of his side, and we were grafted into him. And the branch doesn't say, now what do I got to do to get sap out of this tree? We're in him. We're in him. Draw, and we just live in the fullness, and we rest in the life that comes from him, and we're secure. Accept it. Accept that in coming to Him and believing and trusting in Him, believe it, rest in it, be assured of it. Stop trying to meet the demand for fellowship. You don't. You've gained it. Avail yourself of it. Rejoice in it. That's the idea. I think that's what Paul is bringing before them. Here's another thing. I think that we've misidentified the end of our salvation. Again, for many individuals, because they've misidentified it, for some, maybe they've never even been saved. They've thought of it as a way of gaining a ticket to heaven. They've thought of it that it was to merely get them in a favorable position in life so that things would go better for them, realizing their true purpose. It was to become better adjusted people. It was to put away the personal ghost in their lives or was to somehow find a more productive direction for themselves to live in. And they didn't realize that the end of their salvation was the enjoyment of God. The end of their salvation was the pleasure and joy of being brought to the one who pursued you to save you for himself, to know him and experience him. And so as a result, 
They're not giving themselves up to, and they're not directing themselves in the very focus and direction of your salvation. You were saved to enjoy God. You are saved to know Him. You know how to enjoy a person. I think you do. The parents know how. You have your first child. You forget that there are other forms of entertainment because that little child is so entertaining. Even on your downtime, you just lay them between the two of you and you sit on the bed and you just study them and watch them and adore them and enjoy them. You know how to enjoy that child, right? Sense. We're to place God before us. To adore Him and we're to enjoy Him in bed. I would recommend to you that on a regular basis, on a daily basis, that you find a place where you can be alone with God. I know it's difficult in a full house, but find some corner, some place where you can be alone with God. When you get in your car, don't automatically turn the radio on. Leave it off. Go into your closet if you need to, just for a moment. Turn your heart and your mind and set the cadence of your day in adoring Him and enjoying Him. The good and the bad, the difficulty, you have pleasures here, O oh God, for me to realize of your graciousness and your sufficiency in your life and your sovereignty. And cultivate identifying Him in your world with gratitude. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from the fathers of light. Trace all those gifts back to the giver and praise Him. Trace all those blessings back to Him and praise Him. Worship Him every day. Don't compartmentalize your life so that God doesn't fit into any place in your life. And at any point in your life, you cannot do everything to His glory and you cannot be consumed with glorifying Him by enjoying Him, by knowing Him. We spoke about this in our Sunday school hour, but the whole life must worship. The whole life must worship. And when it doesn't, pause. Say, God, forgive me. Cleanse me and wash me. I was made to worship you. I was redeemed for your fellowship. One of the wonderful little examples I have of this, it was reading an autobiography of Andrew Murray, which was a very godly man. And I've told this story multiple times of a young man who saw Andrew Murray crossing a street in Johannesburg in, in South Africa. He's an old man. He's a well-known man. He's considered to be a great spiritual father to many people. And he's looking forward to greeting him when he gets on the other side of the street. So he doesn't cross the street. He's waiting for him to come across so he can meet him and talk to him. But Andrew Murray stops in the middle of the street and just stands there for some extended period of time before he starts walking again over across the street. So when he gets to the other side of the street, the young man greets him, and then the young man asks him and says, I'm curious, why did you stop in the middle of the street and not finish crossing the street? And now, I don't recommend that you do this in the middle of the street. But Andrew Murray said, well, I suddenly became aware that I'd lost a sense of my conscious contact with God. I wasn't enjoying him. I was rushing through my day and not going with him. Pause to be with him again. <laughs> to let him catch up with me or me to catch up with God. Right? Enjoy him. Here's the last one. In order to enjoy him, you have to always keep the cross of our Lord Jesus in his saving work as the entry point into this joy. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. While we were ungodly, Christ gave his life for us. While we were yet enemies, Christ died for us to reconcile us. That's the statement over and over again. He's not saying that to rub our noses in it. He's saying it to remind us that this is the entry point in our joy. If God did that for me when I was a sinner, oh, what is he going to do for me now that I'm his child and he saved me? Never forget the entry point of our fellowship with God is through the Lord Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. It's pointing us back to the cross. 
It's the point at which at the cross we joy in our fellowship and reconciliation with God because there the depth of God's unceasing love is poured out upon us. A river of love poured out upon us. Well, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Maybe for ourselves, it uh, calls for a different cadence in our life. For a rhythm in life that would beat out and march out and work out in sympathy with your presence in your life. Slowing where you slow, speeding up where you speed up, God. Walking with you, going along with you. Engaging the world through with you present with us, looking upon it through your eyes, looking over the fence to our neighbor's yard and our conversations, God, whatever, enjoying you, delighting you. Lord Jesus, help us to remember. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in reminding us. We were saved for your own good self. We were saved because you wanted to enjoy us. And you wanted us to enjoy you. Enjoy you. So we praise you. Make that our aim. Make it be a, let this be a source of refining. Refining us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today at the Bread of Life. We'd love to hear from you. Go to breadoflifeboise.org and follow the links to send us a message of encouragement or a prayer request. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.